नमस्ते वी आर हेयर विद गौतम जी वंस अगेन फॉर आर नेक्स्ट पॉडकास्ट ऑफ द सीरीज ट्रेट्स ऑफ द ईगो गौतम थैंक यू सो मच फॉर योर टाइम एज ऑलवेज माई प्लेजर सो गौतम इन द सीरीज कंटिन्यूइंग फ्रॉम द लास्ट एपिसोड ऑन रिएक्टिविटी एंड रिस्पॉन्स I feel one very important segment uh, or you know one trait of the ego is restlessness and uh, I feel this is not very well covered in uh, the baba's path I mean there's not much direct reference to it so I felt it would be nice to speak with you about this aspect sure and while you know it's very clear in the charitra that baba obviously within his devotees one of the main traits he sees is one's intent their actual love and devotion for him mm-hmm. uh, this is my personal feeling that if one is able to see their own restlessness and maybe by being aware of it reduce it it will help them on their journey so from that space i would like to have this conversation with you Sure. Yes, it's actually a very good point, Nick. Because uh, let us say, I think we can assume that the default setting for most of us is restlessness, and therefore the antidote to that, as Baba has said, is Shraddha and Saburi. Now, supposing we think we are following Baba's teaching, but we are restless. it means we have not imbibed shraddha and saburi you see if one was living shraddha and living saburi the question of restlessness would not arise mm. so for the devotees of baba who are delving into the subject of the traits of the ego restlessness becomes a beautiful pointer if they can look at themselves their nature are they restless are they restless about something are they generally restless you know then this can reveal a lot these investigations are crucial because they are all connected with our peace of mind so uh, this is something worth exploring so katham would the first step be that a devotee becomes aware that they are restless whether it is the mind being overactive or they are physically restless like you know their hands and feet you know like i mean i i think eckhart said this and it was very true he said if you ever saw a dog and its legs were just shaking you would take it to the veterinary doctor immediately but you know when humans are restless and their feet flutter yes this is very common if you sit at the airport right or in a cinema in a cinema theater or something and someone shakes Correct. their leg the whole row shakes <laughs> <laughs> so it is unconscious but at the same time it is revealing it reveals that this restlessness is within us now you see it is very covert at times for example let's say you're sitting doing nothing suddenly you'll browse your whatsapp messages suddenly you'll open your facebook because you are restless the mind is restless you see the mind is feeding on all these things and in today's world there are so many distractions that it's getting harder to be still yes so restlessness is of the mind if the mind is restless 
the body becomes restless now what is important to note is that the mind does not like to be quiet of its own volition the, because then it has no identity you see therefore it always seeks outward it seeks to be uh, enticed it seeks to be stimulated and all these are sensory stimulations which the mind in, gets involved in the ego mind and this creates this immense burden of restless energy and as you so rightly said the first step is to be aware of it because 90% of the time we are not aware that we are restless correct and in fact that first step is not a small step nick it's actually a major step because once the awareness kicks in you're automatically on this journey to become restful so katam i felt it might be helpful if people can also become aware of the common escape routes i'd made a list of some typical cover ups that exist today and you know if people can sort of look at these pointers and see whether they are engaging in these activities mindfully or is it the restless mind that is unconsciously taking them into it yes i felt that might also be helpful like uh, see traveling today you know people have these apps and you just buy tickets and go see in the earlier years people would travel only for a pilgrimage or for work if it was necessary so just traveling due to being restless or you know trying to find a relationship because one can't stay by themselves as a cover up even food you know excessive eating eating spicy and you know stimulating food that keeps up or keeps the mind in that sort of state i think bhagwan ramana had said if there's one constraint a spiritual devotee must make it is have constraint on what you eat because the mind you know is directly uh, affected by the food you consume and you know if people are restless Yes. Uh, even one's food habits, quantities, timings change. Substance abuse was another I had listed. And you see, uh, Nick, there are two things here. One is what we don't realize is we are a lot of the times restless about the future because the future is unknown, the future is uncertain. So it brings in a restlessness into us. That is one thing. But the irony is. imagine supposing you were told you have 3 days to live okay hmm and all this restless activity which is such a waste you know like i said just keeping on scrolling down whatsapps keeping on keeping on looking at social media or whatever you might be doing would you really indulge in all that if you were told you have just 3 days to live you wouldn't you see you would start looking at oh my god what is meaningful in my life the people around me nature i have only 3 days to live how can i be at my optimum how can i be at my most peaceful how can i honor who all i've met in my lifetime these would be the thoughts if we knew our time was limited but we act as if is our time is unlimited 
and then to pass the time we start engaging in all these activities that make us restless you see the irony of it all mm so you see the teachings of the masters are here i mean you can't get simpler than baba's teachings of shraddha and saburi faith and patience you see these are directly targeting this word called restlessness so i will at the risk of repeating myself say that if a devotee is following the path of shraddha and saburi then there is no room for restlessness of the mind correct that is the honest truth nick and gautam if there is a devotee who is like say a work in progress and is doing sadhana now see baba has given example say let's look at the rohila story which we covered in our last interview baba made a reference to the rohila's wife which was the mind of the rohila he said if he is not chanting i mean that the rohila's wife you know was coming to baba basically the rohila's mind correct but the fact that the rohila was engaged in chanting and doing his sadhana baba was supportive of yes so if we take the rohila's extreme example and see in our daily lives our own lives yes if one is restless if they take on their sadhana their readings their japa their bhajan and the path advocated by baba then there itself mm. uh, you know this is a remedy given i mean the universal remedy is shown in the satcharit yes now in fact exactly this point the rohila story as you said you know we could read it as the wife and we think there's a actual wife of the rohila when baba is pointing to the mind now supposing we say you know supposing i say nick om now just chant three times om namah shivaya and so you will say om namah shivaya om namah shivaya om namah shivaya okay just as an example what has happened is all the other possibilities of thinking about oh what do i have to do tonight oh this this person said to me this yesterday those are not allowed to operate because the mind is now focused on chanting om namah shivaya yes okay now supposing i tell nick i say nick chant om namah shivaya a thousand times what will happen is at some point the mind will drift back into the old patterns of thinking right but if i compact it and say just now three times the mind totally shifts to the japa so when the mind shifts to the japa the restlessness this automatic feature of the mind which we can't really control which goes into this dead past imaginary future etc etc the japa kind of disengages that activity that is the beauty of the japa so so if baba prescribes japa i mean you see everything has to be looked at together shraddha saburi japa yes what is happening the restlessness of the mind is being tackled from all sides nick but that awareness needs to come no our life can go by saying we are baba bhats and we can say in our, our lifetimes we'll tell people we practice shraddha and saburi but our mind is still restless all the time 
that is the case gautam i would say i mean i, I mean i would even say for most that is the case but you know as uh, maharaj nisargatata maharaj would say earnestness is key yes so you know gautam that is what i come back to that if one is earnest they are honest and they realize that the restlessness is there Yes. See, Baba has advocated not only japa but constant reading. He's given his own example. See, as you always say, the satcharit is not for us to see. Oh, this was Baba's life. The fact that Baba himself would tell Malsapati even when he would sleep, "Keep your hand on my heart," so that na namsmaran continues. And if I fall asleep, wake me up. That means Baba, in his own example, has shown us. obviously that level may be impossible for anyone to do 24 hours like baba would yes. but if baba has shown that it only means how vitally important this sadhana is of naam smaran so that is one thing one can pick up baba has also spoken of the vishnu sahasra naam the hanuman chalisa and many other important scriptures so if the sadhana comes in it can definitely create a shift uh, where from restlessness one goes towards uh, that path of feeling stillness within you see next sadhana is the main thing because even when the buddha was passing on and his disciples came to him he said that rather than come and see me i wish you had continued with your practice even ramana maharshi said the same thing in his last hours he told the disciples please continue with your practice practice is sadhana so whichever form may appeal to the person maybe japa may not appeal maybe some other form of sadhana may appeal but to pick something because these are the tools which really disengage a mundane mind and shift they create a shift from uh what should be to what is from thinking to being so they are very important but i would say to the credit of all those on your channel listening to these podcasts that the sheer fact that they are here means they are already quite aware and therefore they want to experience this flavor in their lives otherwise they would not even be here yes absolutely i mean um, this was this series came up i mean pretty much by their request so you know very grateful to them and uh, gautam i also on an ending note there were two points one thing that you raised which is very important is that primarily the mind is restless about the future mm-hmm. and i do one exercise periodically which i thought you know i could just run past you and maybe people find it helpful mm-hmm. is imagine gautam let's take you as an example mm-hmm. and say today if you are 50 years old hypothetically and say we go back to the age when say you were 10 years old mm-hmm. and if you were shown your life exactly the way it has panned out till date mm. every minute incident at that time if you had that all knowing thing about the way things are going to pan out not that you could change anything right 
but the fact that you would know everything is going to be okay because today you are all right they are talking to each other of course you've had your ups and downs and pains and losses and joys right nothing would change but doesn't that awareness knowing that there is a higher power that knows how to take care of everything without your doing anything at all in fact if we don't do anything we are more in bliss <laughs> if we live with that reflection that even tomorrow that we may not know today but we live with that shraddha that everything will be taken care of just the way it is meant to pan out without us doing anything isn't it very freeing and putting us in instant peace absolutely but the ego just cannot tolerate this thought nick because then it has no identity you see the ego thinks it's in charge of its life and control of life so to be for the ego to be told that you are not really required for the functioning of life <laughs> it won't be very happy <laughs> this is a practice i personally do quite often and uh, you know in moments where you're not sure what may be tomorrow it just instills that faith that everything will be okay and it's taken care of without you having to even think of doing anything yes because you know if we honestly look at our lives just look at the major events okay look at your major ups major downs look at your closest friendships all these happen you know they happened because of various factors which you did not put in place you may have put in a contributing factor but let's say you were at a party and a close friend of yours introduced you to a stranger at the party and you find over years that you're now closer to the stranger than your earlier friend mm. these things happen you see so life brings people life brings situations circumstances are way you know and as maharaj would say that the expected seldom happens the unexpected always does if we accept this then the ego is no longer trying to control and fight each and every moment of one's life you know one is more embracing of what is when one is more embracing of what is one is less restless wonderful gautam it's been a very nice session as always and thank you so much thank you nick my pleasure and i i do hope your uh, audience enjoys these traits of the ego series as much as i am enjoying them i hope we can continue this as now that list is increased with some other pointers so i hope we can continue this series at least a few more episodes Yes and uh, we look forward to the comments and uh, we'll continue this baba willing sure sure wonderful gotham thank you okay thank you